So what is happening here is something called compound interest. I'm sure you've heard of it, but that is essentially the power that investing holds and why you should get started as early as possible. Hi, my name is Anya Laws and I am obsessed with all things money management, wealth building, financial freedom, and helping you navigate this crazy world of personal finance all while building a life you love. I'm a financial coach with a God-given desire and mission to empower as many women as possible to not only become good stewards of their money, but also create a life that they have only ever dreamed of. While money doesn't buy happiness, it is one of the greatest and most effective tools for building your dream life, but you shouldn't stop at making money. Here, you will learn how to make your money work for you. Budgeting, investing, spending, giving, and money mindset are all topics we discuss here. If you're a goal-driven woman with big goals and aspirations for not only your money, but also your life, this podcast is for you. So grab your AirPods and a cup of coffee because we are digging right in. This is the She Talks Money Podcast. On a highly requested episode of the She Talks Money Podcast, we are talking all things investing 101. What is it? Why should you do it? And most importantly, when should you do it? So without further ado, let's talk money. This has been one of the most highly requested episodes since I released the podcast. Investing is one of those topics where a hundred different people could give you a hundred different definitions and strategies for how you should approach the topic. I have dozens of women tell me on a regular basis that they know that they should be investing, but most genuinely don't know what that means. And beyond that, they don't even begin to know how to begin investing. So that is the goal of today's podcast to approach this insanely large topic from a beginner's perspective. But before we move forward, I want to make a quick but important legal disclaimer that everything you hear on today's episode is for educational purposes only. Nothing that I say should be taken as advice as you should always do your own research and make informed decisions about what you're putting your money into. Now that that's out of the way, back to the show. So before we can ever talk about why, when, or how you should invest, it's important to really clear up what investing is. So essentially, investing is the committing of resources into some endeavor or thing with the expectation of a positive return. Investing is not always obviously used in the context of the financial. You can also think of something like investing your time. If you're investing your time to learn a new skill, let's just say you're a business owner and you're investing your time to learn the skill of marketing. So in this example, the committing of resources would be your time. You're committing your time into some endeavor or thing, which would be marketing for the purpose of bringing more money into your business. So you're expecting a positive return on your investment. On this episode, I don't want to dig too far into the weeds on financial vehicles for investing, but for the purpose of this example, let's turn this into a financial example. If we're saying in the context of what we're talking about with investing, if we're saying that you take your money, whatever it is that you've set aside in your budget to invest for your future, If you take your money and invest it in, let's say, an index fund, you are hoping that that index fund will bring a positive return to your money. So in this context, if we're talking about a return, we're talking about what is the payoff of that thing. So if we put $100 into the S&P 500, let's just say for this example, over the span of a year, if the $100 turns into $110 by the end of that year, 
you had a 10% return. If that $100 remains $100, you had a 0% return. And if that $100, let's just say something happened and the stock market went down, that $100 turns into $90, that would be a negative 10% return. And an important note to make as it relates to investing is that investing involves risk. Just like with a savings account that you're earning 0.025% interest on, the reason that you're getting such a low interest rate is because there is such a low perceived risk of you losing your money. So as a result, you get paid less in interest than you would if you put your money in something like the stock market. Now, we will get further into how to diversify your investments, things like that in a later episode to ensure that you're taking as little risk as necessary to get a financial return. But for right now, it's important to note that investing involves risk as well as return. So the easiest way to think of it at the moment is that the higher the risk, the higher the return and the lower the risk, the lower return. Now onto talking about not only what investing is, but why you should do it in the first place. Are you looking for an accountability partner in the form of a financial coach? Well, look no further. My financial coaching program is currently open for enrollment and I'm taking new clients. It's so easy to consume information and content around these money topics without taking real action. So if you're looking to gain control of your finances, but need help implementing the information that you hear on money podcasts and social media accounts like mine, go ahead and click the link in the show notes to apply for coaching. And as always, if you have any additional questions, reach out to me on Instagram at moneywithanya. Now back to the show. So now that we've cleared up the really baseline beginner definition of what investing is, I want to talk about why you should even care about investing to begin with. When we talk about things like risk, it is easy for you to be persuaded to maybe steer away from investing, but I want to talk about why it is important for you and your financial well-being. So there are ultimately only two reasons really to invest, and I may be leaving something out here, but when we think of investing, the two general areas in which you should be investing for is number one, to protect the purchasing power of your money, and number two, growing your wealth in order to spend more money later or retire. So when talking about protecting the purchasing power of your money, that's basically just a fancy way to put protecting your money against inflation. So when we talk about inflation, you hear all the time that the price of groceries are going up, the price of rent, living in general, like the cost to live essentially is going up. And so when we are talking about investing, it is separate from saving money in a savings account. And the reason why it's important to note that difference is because let's just say that you took $100 in 2017 and put it under a mattress for safekeeping for a later time or even just dropped it in a savings account. So that $100 in 2017 when accounting for inflation is now worth $80.60. So over that time, as the cost of things have gone up, the purchasing power of your dollar have gone down. So in order to protect yourself from piling up money and then 20 years, 30 years down the road, it's worth hardly anything. It's important to invest that money so that you can have purchasing power at a later time. Essentially, you have to invest in order just to stay caught up with inflation. 
on the flip side, instead of putting that $100 under your mattress or in a savings account, let's just say that you instead invested that in 2017. Assuming a modest 8% return over seven years, that $100, instead of being worth $80 essentially under your mattress, it would now be worth $170. So if you get nothing else from this episode today, just note that we essentially have to invest at the rate of return that is equal to inflation just to maintain our purchasing power. So assuming that inflation is 2% annually, the minimum that you need to do is have your money in a savings account that is maintaining that 2% return. Now, the second part of why you should invest your money, and in my opinion, the fun is, this is where the fun begins, you're able to start creating generational wealth, options for yourself, etc. The second reason for investing your money should be to grow your money faster than inflation so that you can grow wealth and have the ability to spend more money or retire. So if we were to run some numbers, say you started at age 30 and plan to retire by age 65. If we said that you invested $500 a month at an 8% annual return, you would have $1.36 million at age 65. Now, if we're doing the math of $500 a month for 12 months over 37 years, the contributions that you're putting into your investment accounts only comes out to $222,000 of money that you put in yourself. That is $1.136 million just in growth alone. So what is happening here is something called compound interest. I'm sure you've heard of it, but that is essentially the power that investing holds and why you should get started as early as possible. Now, if you hear that number $500 a month and you're automatically like, okay, well, investing is out of the question for me because there's literally no way that I could come up with $500 a month. I want to encourage you that you do not need to have $500 a month to invest. You could invest as little as $20 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month. Whatever it is that you're able to contribute, I encourage you to do so. But the important thing to know is in order to create generational wealth like we're talking about in order to create real freedom and options for yourself obviously the more money invested the better so that is where something like controlling your money comes into place where you're able to clear up margin in your budget be able to tell your money where to go and when to go there that is where those things come into place so that you can have more money to put towards investments and your future Now, last but not least, and the question that I get asked the most is, when should I start investing? When is a good time to start investing? And my answer to this is, investing is something that is crucial and essential for building wealth, long-term, all of that. However, the important thing is, if you're in a place where you're currently living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to pay your bills, struggling to pay your debt, those kind of things, you're not in a good position to invest. And the reason for that is I want you to be first and foremost focused on getting out of survival mode. And what that looks like, as we were talking about, getting in control of your money, getting on a budget, getting out of that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle and adding security measures in place, as I talked about in a previous episode, first and foremost, I would want to see you on a budget and in control of your money. Second, I would want to see you have an emergency fund. And 
When I say an emergency fund, essentially what an emergency fund is, is a cash cushion between you and unexpected things that come up that you cannot plan for. And so when we talk about an emergency fund, a good measure for how much you should have an emergency fund is two to four months worth of expenses. So what you need to do in order to calculate your emergency fund, go through your budget, add up the bare bones expenses that you would have to pay for in the event of a job loss, add those up on a month to month basis and multiply that monthly number by two to four. Whatever you're most comfortable with having in the emergency fund is what you should have because essentially what that emergency fund is doing is preventing you from moving backwards financially. If you are investing without an emergency fund, if an emergency were to come up, essentially your investments for the time being are really illiquid, meaning you're not able to access them easily. You would have to pay taxes and penalties on different things. And so you don't want to rely on investments as your emergency fund. You want to have emergency fund money in a separate savings account that you're able to easily access. That would be the second thing that I would want to see before you start investing. And the last thing that I'd want to see before you start investing is that you pay off all of your high interest debt. And this is a big argument between people on whether or not you should pay off debt before you start investing. The reason I say that you should have your debt paid off before you start investing is because if you have a credit card that is accumulating interest at a rate of 29% and you are earning an 8% interest rate in the stock market, obviously it is costing you more to have that money on a credit card than the benefit of investing. And so I would want to see you out of your high interest debt because not only are you paying more to be in debt, but there's also a big layer of risk that is added if something were to happen and you were to lose your job like we're talking about. You need to do everything in your power to get yourself in control of your money, being able to make your own financial decisions. And when you're in debt, you are at the mercy of your creditors. So it is really important that you get that debt paid off before you start building wealth for your future. While I know that it is tempting to go ahead and start investing because of how important that we're saying it is to invest early, let it light a fire under you to get these other financial goals taken care of so that you can move forward and create real freedom for yourself and your family. If you found any value whatsoever in today's episode, it would mean the world for you to send this episode to a friend or family member and rate and review the show. I'm on a mission to spread the word to as many women as humanly possible that financial freedom is not only possible, but it's much closer than you think. So if you want to be part of fulfilling this mission with me, make sure to send this episode to a friend and rate and review the show. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.